welcome to Racing Only Better as we preview Sunday's action at the Dublin Racing Festival in Leopardstown. We're also going to look ahead to Musselburgh if you're interested in that. To the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev? Hello, Hugo. Great form, great form. Looking ahead to one of their great weekends in Irish National Hunt Racing. How couldn't you be happy and excited? Yes, yes, exactly. Then I remember and Tony Calvin's on the podcast. <laughs> Tony Calvin's on the podcast and he's focusing specifically on Musselburgh as well, just to bring us down, down 20 levels. I'll, right I'll have you know there's a... There's a there's a champion hurdle. There's a champion chase uh, at Musselburgh. The fact that in the champion chase, the highest rate is about 127. Just detracts yeah. a little bit from it. <laughs> but there's no bumper. There's no bumper. Terribly no. disappointing. No, very disappointing. And and I have very sad news. I am no longer now the best looking redheaded on this podcast because Jane Wagner is here. You're just not the only one. And listening to Tony talk about those muscular races has. Has there ever been a, a, a worse case of misbranding if you read those titles you get excited and then you see the entries? Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Anyway, look, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. We're ever, since, off ever since you called himself Strawberry Blonde, yeah, that's the, that's the worst uh, bit of typecasting. <laughs> African, African Sunset is the correct <laughs> African Sunset. Okay, let's go with that. Right, Leperstown, we'll kick off with the Labrooks and Novice Chase. Uh, ladies and gents, it's the 120 on the card. It's two miles, five furlongs. It's a small enough field, but we have some absolute crackers in here. Beacon Edge, Capadano, Fighter Allen, French Dynamite, Fury Road, Gaillard de Mesnil, Gallopin de Champ, and Master McShee. As you would expect, Kevin Blake, Gallopin de Champ is two to one on here. Um, it's fascinating, you know, trying to figure out if he's going to take Bob, Bob Ollinger at Leprosy. But for this race alone, he has some competition here and um, he'll be tested. He does, Hugh. He's a short old price. Now, look. You know, I love a good old pick now at horses' performances, and there wasn't a whole lot to pick at with him on that chasing debut. In fairness, like he was very, very good, and his jumping got like it didn't start off too bad, but it got better as the race went on. Yeah, and like he really started shoving on the coal there in the final circuit, and he was very, very good. But look, it was it was a beginner's chase, um, it, it was a maiden chase, and he's coming into Grade One company with, with um, you know, Grade One horses in against them. And look, I'm sure he'll be two to one on. He, he's obviously the most likely winner. I'm sure everyone will get very excited. They'll have the pre-written tweets lined up. All, all the overexcitement will be lined up, ready to flow. If mm. indeed he does win, but I'm going to take him on you. Um, I'm taking because you're because you're just a bit simple. Is that why you're taking a on? small bit? Yeah, 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 that, yeah that's yeah, often okay. been said. I started yeah. off with my primary school teachers here, but we won't <laughs> go down. We, we won't go down that road. <laughs> we'll go down to Fury Road instead. There you oh, go. The oh, nice segue. <laughs> that was smooth. Yeah, like Talk that. about a pre-written like tweet, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's probably got a whiteboard in front of him, just with yeah, all the yeah. uh, all the key lines. Yeah, bang out. For this word, for that word. But look, at the end of the day, look, he was, he was a very good hurdler. I know he kind of finished off last season on a bit of a low, um, but they finally put cheek pieces on him last time in, in the grade one at Leopardstown's Christmas meeting. And, and he broke his maiden over fences in a grade one. And, and he beat Run Wild Fred, who's a horse, you know, I, I'm mad about. And he's rated 159. And a few road made him look a bit simple now. He beat him all ends up. Um, and it was just a very good performance. His jumping was very sharp in the main. Um, and the thing is, like, he's got that bit of experience over fences. Like, on that day, he, he got in a bit deep to a couple and he showed he could get himself out of trouble um, without too much bother. Whereas with Gallup and Deschamps, like, it might sound like a perverse thing to say, but it almost went too perfectly for him on his chasing debut. Like, he met every fence bang on and he was never, never an ounce of trouble. But, you know, just in this stronger company, maybe he will be a bit longer at one. Maybe he will be a little bit shorter one. And you just want to see him get himself out of trouble. And Fury Road, we know we can do that. We know we can operate at a very, very high level. 
Um, and he's eight to one. And dropping back in trips not going to be a problem. And look, it, it, the race is a nice shape to it. Um, assuming the eight stand up, hopefully they do. And Fury Road, like proper each way to the territory here to roll out the cliche, and uh, he'll yeah. do for me. Yeah, I like Fury Road, Tony Calvin, I have to say, yeah. but I just don't think he's good enough to beat Gallop in the shop. And that's, that's what it comes down to here. I mean, is he good enough to win it? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, each way price late to one for Kevin. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, Gallop in the shop, I mean, that form's got some substance as well as the visuals as well. So it hasn't worked out badly. Uh, yeah, two's on. I mean, it's got a lot of strength in depth, this race. I'm, I'm a big fan of Capadano if they don't go down the three mile route. Uh, for Cheltenham, so that you know, it'll be interesting how he performs here. Fury Road's got an obvious each way chance, as Kev said. But you know, if you are betting now, if you know this is Friday and, and, and two days out, you're betting each way in a, into a dead eight, you know, that could quickly turn into a, a very, very poor bet. So just bear that in mind. And you've got a couple of other grade one winners in here as well. So you know, if Gallopin de Champ shows a lot of pace and wins as well. Um, a lot of his anti-post backers for the free miler at Cheltenham are going to be very, very disappointed. Mm. I, I'm probably a bit of a believer in the horse, not enough to back him at, at twos on against a, a field this deep. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite prepared to see him win, win well, uh, and Willie's got a choice to make about what he goes to Cheltenham. But you know, this is a great one in its own right. It's a cracking, cracking renewal. Like I said, with, with plenty of depth. If he, if he wins this, then they have got a proper horse on their hands. They do. I mean, Monkfish won in 2021, Faheen the year before, Jane as well, the Bagger Ross. So look, there's been some crackers over the years when there's this Gallop and the Champ. He's very popular. He's a huge talking horse as well. Um, are you with him here or are you going to take him on? Uh, I'm going to take him on just because there's no fun going with the favourites, especially straight out the bat. Now, to be fair, as novice events go, this has more depth than your typical novice chase. And mm. it's good to see that he's properly going to be tested. It's unusual to come out of a four-day festival with you know, that's full of grade ones. And we were all talking about a beginner's chase, but he was pretty much flawless on that occasion. But if you take a line through Kevin's suggestion with Fury Road, Beacon Edge had, you know, probably on the Dreammore day, maybe he was sharper. Um, But I don't think that they'll be far away from each other again, considering Noel skipped Christmas with Beacon Edge. Yeah. Um, and I do think he's an underestimated horse, but I'm with Tony. I, I like Capadano. He if anybody saw his beginner's chase on the floor at the second last gets up to win anyway, he beats Gaillard de Manil, I think two lengths on that occasion. And then when he was, albeit well beaten by Bob Allinger at Punchestown, he was 27 lengths ahead of Gaillard de Manil. I think he's a, a horse that will be suited by real, to run at a really strong pace. Mm. Uh, as that will also suit Master McShee, probably not going to be soft enough for him. He reveled in conditions at Limerick. It's a great story. He's the story potentially of the national hunt season, not just the weekend, but, um, Galvin Deschamps is plenty short for a horse that's just won a beginner's chase to date over fences. Capadano, for me, is the value against him, provided, you know, that the eight and run. Yeah. Just, just, just going forward, what are we expecting the ground to be? Because they had seven mil on Thursday night. I think they're yielding, past, yielding. yielding. I thought, yeah, but I think they're going to have another 10 mil on Friday night. And mm. obviously, it's been very, you know, advertisers very heavily watered. Are, are we just thinking it, we're working on the basis it's going to be yielding whatever rain they get? I bear in mind, TC, they got, what did they get at, at Christmas? Was it an inch and a half in the space of a couple of days? And it didn't seem to have much of an impact at all. So yeah. I think working on the basis of yielding or maybe yielding to soft, maybe is probably the way to go. Okay. The 150 is at Abrooks at uh, Dublin Chase, grade one, at just over two miles here. Shaq and Bersois is your five to six favourite. Uh, we haven't seen him um, in a while. He obviously missed uh, his previous engagement after picking up a stone bruise or something along those lines. You've got... Um, you've got granatine in there for 
Paul Nichols over with Brian Frost right at nine to four. Interesting to see how they shape up. Captain Guinness is in there for Henry de Bromhead as well. And Cashback and Dunvegan complete what is a pretty short Dublin chase here. And Tony, Chaka Brassois for me, I mean, on Ireland, on Irish form, he's, he's almost yeah. unbeatable from everything yeah. we've seen. When he goes to England, there's a big question mark, but he wins this race. Yeah, I mean, if he comes, comes back to the form with a punch down to beat of Alaho or any of them, uh, you know, a massive body of work, then then he'll just win this, isn't he? But you're just betting on him being A1. Obviously, he yeah. he had problems in the Tingle Creek. He pulled out lame over Christmas, so he didn't run there. Um, I'd be, if you are looking to bet without the favourite, I'd probably side with Captain Guinness over Grenity because of the, you know, the nickel stable form, although this is a big gun, so it might be different from the norm of the runner. The real horses have been running poorly, but mm. yeah, it's, it's his to lose, obviously. I'd love, Jane, to see Shaq and Bussois trounce them here and come back into the champion chase picture to take on an argument in Shishkin because I, I think, you know, it'd be great to have some depth outside of the top two. Um, I love him as a horse, uh, you know, and, and for me, <laughs> Robbie, no, I'll be, I'll be doubling him up with Galvin the Champ on the day and it'll be easy money for me. I can't, I can't see him losing this race. Yeah, you, he's let you down plenty now, Hugh. He's loads of times, loads of times. I think yeah. if, he wins, if he wins this race 10 lengths, he's still not in the champion chase picture because... Yeah. He's just disappointed people and burned people on so many an occasion when he travels. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's by far the best horse in the race. He could even be the best horse when they line up at Cheltenham. That doesn't mean he's going to win. Um, the the track suits, he's three from four here. He just was so bitterly disappointing in the Tingle Creek. Obviously, there was something amiss, but I would expect him to burn off these horses. Grenatine, obviously, is the Tingle Creek winner, but I don't think that form can be taken literally. Uh, Captain Guinness, yeah, he's probably the next best for me. He'll really be suited by the strong pace, but I have to tip my hat to Paul Nichols. Thank God he's coming over. Yeah. Make it somewhat interesting. Absolutely. It's brilliant to have him over. And like Kev, you said this as well, you know, Froden, obviously, the last time at Down Royal coming over, he's going to send over a couple as well for this weekend to make up um, the fields and make it a lot more competitive. But still, Kevin, Shaka come on, give me, give me the vote of confidence I need. Yeah, he's an absolute good thing, you. <laughs> and, oh. I think, and I think he's value. I think he's value at, so do I. At, at four to five, five to six. Genuinely, I'm not, I'm not jesting. Um, like he's so much better than all of these. Um, here, here's a factual fact for you, Hugh, that you might enjoy. Yes. Uh, Chacun Poursois has put up six individual performances that are better than anything Grenadine's ever done over fences. Like he's so much better than Grenadine. Um, look, look, Proviso at his best, clearly, or even even ten pounds below his best. I think he's better than him. Um, but look, Willie's taking his time with him. The Tingle Creek went wrong. He had a little hamstring tweak, um, so they say afterwards. So there was an excuse. Um, don't forget, he was declared to run at Christmas. So whatever it was, it wasn't anything you know horrendous in terms of the whole up that that came about from it. So Willie has taken his time, and I suspect he'll have him cherry ripe for this. And he just wins. He's been deadly around Leopardstown in the past. Um, yeah. His performance in this race last year was, for me, the best version we ever saw of him um, because he can be a bit kind of, with his jumping, it can be a little bit airy and exuberant, but I just I distinctly remember in this race last year, he was just lovely and controlled with his jumping the whole way and he smashed up Fakir Duderie. Uh, like I say, I, I'm not even jesting. I think he could be eight, 10 pounds below his best and still win this. Um, and, can, you know, when you consider how far clear he is of these, you know, four to five, five to six, I genuinely think is a very fair price. And yeah. it wouldn't be a shock to me if he shortens up a nice bit, to be honest. I'm staggered. I'm just, I've just double checked. And at the time of recording, the Betfair Sportsbook, a top price at five to six. I honestly thought it'd be two ton. Yeah, I think I that's honestly more like did. it personally. I mean, five, yeah. 
you know, I know it's Tony Calvin, energy. are you thinking about backing an odds on shot well, this weekend? When you're when you're having a bet, especially odds on, you, you think about what you'd be willing to lay other people. And in fact, if someone asked me for twos on, I think I might balk at that as well. So five mm. to six is five to six is huge on all no four. It's, yeah, it's just I, a, I mean, I mean, all the things that drive the markets. If if Willie's team is happy with him, like he will go off two to one on it, say, won't he? Or shorter yeah. even. You're all talking my language, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> Shotgun persuade to hose them into the ground. Absolutely love it. Right, the two twenty-five is the. 11% handicap chase. It's two miles, five furlong. So we've got an interesting field here. Blackbow is currently best price around four to one. You have um, right down um, at number 17, Birchdale, 11 to two. We've got Manella Times in here, the Grand National winner. You've got um, uh, the Shunter in here as well for Emmett Muller. Sam Crow is here, Jane Mangan as well. It's a very interesting race. Um, um, Sam Crow at 20 to one in a handicap like this. I don't know if he's completely gone in the game or not, but you know he'd interest me at 20 to one in, in a race that you can make a case for a few here. How do you see it? Yeah, well, Sam Crow, you're taking a big chance because yeah. even on his most recent runs, he wouldn't be winning a handicap of this nature. Obviously, we're going on what he ability is he has shown in the past, but he just hasn't looked anything like himself this year, albeit this will represent a drop in class from his last couple of runs. I, uh, just taking a line through the McManus horses, the shunter, protector out, I think, is the GB leading Gold Cup horse. And yeah. this guy threw away a race at Aintree last spring and gave it to protect rat having you know not jumped the last three fences at all but mark walsh would have had the choice and he's gone for 10 10 10 10 has burnt me a few times i'll have you know stood really? at the start one day punches town uh pulled up last time at limerick i always was under this illusion that 10 10 needed soft ground because he's by flemingsford but his best run is actually on good to yielding where he was just beaten by brahma bull last year so i think 10 10 for me is a nice racing weight off 10 9 and uh, Blackbow, it's uh, it's unoriginal. It's a Willie Mullins, Paul Town and Choice. But his last run, um, what was he behind in his last run? He was second to something at Fairy House in January. Uh, yeah, he was done vegan, was it? Yeah, he, his jumping has improved markedly and he's learning to settle. So they're my two for this big handicap. Foxy Jacks needs to go the other way. I I liked him in the highest days going right-handed. He's still too too exuberant and too keen. Uh, yeah. Birchdale, lots of questions to answer. Wis- winter escape, Hugh, we have some good uh, memory we, we, of the winter escape. We have some past for him. Yeah, 33 to 1. Yeah, he bursts and it's a big concern when a horse does that. You really couldn't recommend the horse that does that. So for me, it's 10-10 uh, and the shunter, McManus, to have a good day in the handicaps. Okay, excellent. Uh, four places on the Betfair Sportsbook, by the way, in this race, if you're each way inclined. Kevin Blake, for you, what is your handicap choice? Um, well, I tell you what, I, I have a pick based on form, but it also has a lovely interconnecting story to it. Um, Jane mentioned the Master McShay and Paddy Corkery being potentially the story of the weekend, but I've got another potential one for you here. Yeah. What if What if Rebel Gold went and won for Pat Foley, son of the late Tom Foley, trainer of Denoli, twenty five years to the day since Denoli won the Irish Gold Cup? Uh, I'm robbing that. I'm using that on Sunday, and you're you're getting no credit. I'll only charge a small commission. <laughs> first. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's uh, yeah, Jane, you can use it, so. it, it, yeah. it, it, it'd be a great story. And this fella has a genuine chance, I think. Um, yeah. he's been a bit hit miss over fences, but his last run in like a really competitive race that the Tim Duggan at Limerick was very good, like he finished off very strongly. Um, race didn't really go to plan for him. He's gone up three pounds, but I think there's more to come. He's, he just seems like a bit of a, a small bit of a late developer. And it took one after he won his first race over fences, it just 
has taken him a while to get the to get the hang of the cut and trust of handicaps, I think. But uh, he has a genuine chance, uh, and what a story it'll be! Tw- Twenty five years on, Jesus, yeah, it'll be magic. No, it'd be brilliant. I tell you, Jane, you can have that line because if people were tuning into RT and, and it's heard me come out with it, they wouldn't believe a word that I got done my own research on it. So, you yeah. have to credit yeah. Kevin Blake. People will yeah. know it's not yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And Tony Calvin, I mean, this is right yeah. up your street. Like a big, loads of bit juicy prices here, handicap yeah. and with, with some um, horses with obvious, obvious forming claims. Who have you come down on? Um, the bus horse all weeks in Birchdown it was 12 to 1 at the start of the week. It's been well back throughout. So, uh, throughout the, the, the few last few days. Uh, the problem is, you know, trying to second guess JP is a, probably the punting equivalent of being kneecapped, isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, left, he's left Manila times in the race, which means Birchdale, the midweek gamble, is now four pound out the handicap. So Birchdale's the second favourite. And, but even four pound out the handicap, you can really see it. I mean, um, it was a good horse with Nicky Henderson. It was rated uh, mid to high 140s. Effectively off a mark of 133 here. When I ran back to form in first time cheap piece over three miles last time. All its form with Nicky Henderson's over two mile four, two mile five. Um, so yeah, I, I can fully see where where the money's come from for that. But at six to one, you know, if it drifts, it might be more of an interest. But um, if it is a plot horse from JP, then the fact they've left Manila Times in here, four pounds wrong at the weights is is a concern in, in, in a, it's going to be a tight knee handicap so Birchdale if it drifts a bit from the currents you know if it goes back to seven eighths to one with with uh, each way four places I, I thought he, he could be a runner because he just looks set up for him lovely okay we'll move on to the Chanel Farmer Irish champion a hurdle two miles five in the race because they're all running scared of the defending Cheltenham champion hurdle champion the brilliant brilliant honeysuckle um, four to one on here so uh, not a working man's price by any stretch of the imagination. Zana here is next in the Benny. It's 11 to 2. Then you've got San Roi um, for Willie, who's just been very disappointing um, since he won at Cheltenham. Heaven help us, 50 to 1 in Echoes and Rain, who again, we heard big things of uh, this year. Um, but she just, for whatever reason, hasn't uh, produced whatever the whispers were about. Kevin, just sit back and watch Honeysuckle do her thing. Um, no, yeah, she probably will, but um, I'll, you know, there is a betting angle against her, you know, whatever way you like, each way, place only without the fav. Um, because I do have a lot of belief in San Juan, our old pal of you, and I know he's yeah. let us down a few times, a but, lot, okay, a lot, uh, but I do, I do have a retained belief in this fella, uh, and I thought he ran a belter on his comeback in the, the Madison at Leopardstown over Christmas because the race just went so wrong for him, and um, like he's a free goer. And Rachel jumped off to, to follow up the leaders and she got a lovely spot initially in behind uh, the pacemaking pair of um, Petit Mouchois and Felix Desji. And it just went abysmally at the first hurdle for her because Felix Desji um, slammed on the brakes and Sam Watt got a bit of a run on Rachel, winged the first and all of a sudden she's in front. And he's doing a bit too much in her hands. And then she's got Petit Mouchois up on her, up on her shoulder, hassling her the whole way, um, spoiling her essentially and making Samoa run too free. And considering that, like he was still in the mix, turning for home. And then he got the nose cut off him by Zana here on the home bend. And he's only really given best close home um, in terms of, you know, weakening off from the, from the heels of the leaders. So I suspect he's better than that. I suspect he'll tighten up for us. Um, look, you'd love bigger feel, more pace, more cover, etc. I'm not going to get it, but hopefully they go a good gallop and Ray and um, Mark can can get a bit of cover on him. Um, and I, I just think he might surprise people and run a career best. Would a career best be good enough to beat Honeysuckle? Probably not. 
but it would be good enough to finish second, I think. Um, yeah. So whatever, whatever market you like, I like Samoa. Good. Well, I like, I'd like to see him run well um, because, you know, again, I just have this loyalty to a fall that these horses are continuing to let me down. But anyway, Tony, um, obviously Honeysuckle for, for many people is, is going to be just a sit back and watcher. Have you an angle into this? It's difficult to pick one, isn't it? No. I'll pass no. this over to Jane. Nothing, Jane. nothing. nothing to add there. Jane, have you got an angle into this aside from how brilliant Honeysuckle is going to be? Yeah, I was going to try the one, two, three. I'm going to contradict Kevin a small bit. I think Zan here is the improver. Uh, I think Sanwa is one of the most frustrating horses in training. I was a believer that he was going to be a champion hurdle candidate last year when he just made mugs of us all. Um, so Honeysuckle is the most straightforward. Heaven help us. We go forward and set a pace for as long as she can. Rachel can take it up wherever she wants. Zan here is a stare, so I don't see it being, you know, maybe as strong a pace as he would prefer. Interesting that they didn't put in Pitchy Mouchoir in here. I think he's mm. the horse going to the county after watching him at Nace last week. Um, and Sanwa, he, yeah, he, he's he's a good horse, but he won't give uh, seven pounds to a mare that's rated 10 pounds superior to him. She's 13 from 13. She's nine grade ones won. After this, after a third Irish champion hurdle, I'd imagine the comparisons between Annie Power, Apples, Jade, and all those, you know, I won't say all those. These elite group of mares she'll draw comparisons to them when realistically she should be drawing comparisons with the likes of Hurricane Fly and the best of the geldings so yeah, he's the star attraction there was a lot of people came to Fairy House this year in Hatton's Grace I'd expect more to come to Dublin on Sunday it's equine misogyny is what it is, Jane. It's equine misogyny that she doesn't get the due credit and I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait. She's going into my short price treble on Sunday and I'm going to be a millionaire on Monday morning. Right, the last race we're going to talk about you'll, you'll have to stake about 750 grand to win a million though, wouldn't you? The, the prices you play it. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually, TC. Any chance you could wire it Anyway, the last uh, race we're going to talk about is the 335, the Ireland and Thomas Hurdle before we get on to Musselburgh. Two miles, we have nine runners here. And uh, at the top of the market is what, for many people, could be uh, a banker if he goes to the Ballymore, which is Sir Gerhardt at uh, five to four. He's he's running here over over two miles though, so I mean maybe yeah. they're going to keep him on supreme distance, which is interesting. Yeah. He's five to four, three strike live for Gordon Elliott, and Davy Russell is nine to two. You have the likes of Statue in there, eight to one. El Fabiolo five to one, um, and you know you can have what you like uh, about the rest here. Right, um, Tony Calvin, um, yeah. Sir Gerhardt is going to be very popular here in the market, but I mean this is a there's a bit of depth to this race. Yeah, there is. I mean, five to four is a pretty woeful price. Um, obviously, priced up on the the bumper form. Uh, he, he did what he should have done a lot on his hurling debut. So, but no, I looked at this. There is a fair bit of depth, and the one I come down to is um, you know the most unsexy profile of, of the lot in uh, Far Out. Um, oh. <laughs> I was. I went back, and it's got you know it's got loads of flat runs. It's you know people just say it's exposed, but. 33 to 1 with the sports book, he, I think is a big, big, big each way price. I mean, I, I had a look at his last couple of runs. Uh, obviously, the Royal Bond, he's got some, he's got some ground to make up, but you know, he, he traveled well into that race, and it was a bit of a messy race that stop start pace-wise. Uh, and I was really taken with his run uh, last time behind Mighty Potter and Free Strike Life. And he got mucked around quite a lot, but he was finishing off his race really well there. If they ride him more pro- more aggressively, and he was a mile two, mile four horse on the flat, mm-hmm. um, I think there's more to come from this horse. People will write him off just saying, oh, look, he's, he's got 20 runs under the, under, under the bonnet as opposed to Sir Gerhardt's one and you know four and five in total. But I go back and have a look at that run last time. I, I think he's finished off his race really well. I think a more aggressive ride 
against this. I, I think he's going to step forward massively, and I think you'd be you'd be under you'd, you'd be under you know you'd be you'd be under racing him if you uh, make him a thirty three to one chance. So that's one I'll be backing with the sports book. Okay, good stuff. Um, Jane, is Sir Gerhard too short? Do you think at five to four? And and, and if if he is too short, and everybody believes that you know might get a bigger price um, as you drift towards Sunday. Yeah, I do think he's too short price and I don't think he should be favoured for the Ballymore I thought he won the champion bumper last year with pace I thought Rachel went slow in front and quickened and had more gears than Kilcrush um, that's just my my perspective people are probably thinking that Willie Mullins says dice are dying up for the Supreme and he's going to split them up but mm. Willie Mullins doesn't make those decisions uh, terribly early as we know and uh, obviously the handicapper doesn't rate the Royal Bond form very much because my mate Mozzie and Statuaire um, I made Mazzy 141, Statuaire 135. The horse I like against uh, Sir Gerhard is Three Stripe Life. I was a big fan of him going to the Cheltenham Bumper last year. He was regarded as Gordon's best chance in that. And he take the second last out at the grade one at Leopardstown. He was absolutely stopped. And he what beaten a length and a half by Mighty Potter. Farrah was third, Grangy fourth. He was gaining on them at the line. I think if he hadn't made that mistake, if he had that little bit more experience, he would have won that grade one and he'd be coming in here an awful lot shorter. Three stripe life yeah. Yeah. is the one against the, the favourite. I have a lot of respect for my mate Mozzie. He went too slow in the Royal Bond. I think he was the best horse in that race. So uh, the fact that Gavin has given him a champion hurdle entry isn't surprising to me and it'll be interesting to see what route he goes. But I, for me, it's three strike life. Just before Kev comes in, in that three strike life and far out, I mean, one's 92, one's 33. There was only a couple of links between them last time. And like I said, I, I think far out wasn't seen to best effect there. So that's why I'm interested in the 33s. That's yeah, well, the, the differential is huge. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I would have never thought a Dark Angel horse would be uh, this effective over hurdles. But I, I do think... He's had, he's had a couple of right good hurdles. Uh, Chasers. I, I think Pete. Yeah, and God, like uh, there's definitely another one. Um, <laughs> they need to be if you're pulling guitar Pete out. Guitar Pete. Guitar Pete. The best thing about guitar Pete. Hey, is hey, hold on. The best Silver thing about Pete. Silver the best, Streak. Our old the best thing Silver about guitar Pete is that he's a Bruce Springsteen song, and that's the most <laughs> we can say about that. Um, Marlon Silver Silver Streak, Grade One winner. We'll give you Silver Streak. What about you, Kev? What about you, Kev? Oh, it's brilliant race, and it'd be really informative because there's a whole lot of farm lines here that um that are a bit cloudy. Like that Royal Bond, like you could say, my mate Mozzie should have won if he hadn't made the, the mistake at the second last. Sorry, at the last. You could yeah. say that um, um, Statuaire was value for more than the bare margin because you know she was bottled up in a, in a messy race. And then you look at the Grade One Christmas, the future champions, Three Stripe Life, as Jane mentioned, made that mistake at the second last, and then got pocketed up. Um, Tony made the case for far out. With Colonel Mustard coming in, you know John Bond form. That'll be great to see that tested. Um, and look, Sir Gerhard is what it is. I was actually very impressed with him on his hurdling debut. I really liked his technique. He was lovely and neat. Um, I don't think he necessarily wants to, to make the running as such. So it'll be fascinating to see how they ride him. But I don't have a strong view, but I will give a mention to El Fabiano, uh, El Fabiolo even, um, because he won his maiden hurdle at Tremor. And I think he's still a little bit under the radar. But like there, there's big chat about this lad for quite a while. Big chat. Um, and I think Willie was asked after he won a Tremor, um, almost in jest, you know, geez, you always run a good one here, Tremor, Willie, because I think he's had the likes of um, Penn Hill, Saint-Waugh, and um, Lorena, all might have all won their maiden hurdles at, at Tremor. Oh, Lorena. And, 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 and I think Willie kind of said, 
I think Willie kind of said seriously, like, yeah, he's up there with all of them. Um, so I, I just wouldn't underestimate him. He, he's won a Tremor. He's a second string on jockey bookings, etc. But I wouldn't forget about him. But I think this race will offer an awful lot of clarity for the for the supreme pitcher. And I say supreme because I would see I'd be with Jane again. I very much see Sir Garhart as a, as a supreme horse rather than a Ballymore one. Um, so come the, the come the conclusion of this, lads, an already spicy supreme novices heard the scene could look even spicier. Absolutely. Cannot wait for it. It's actually, I think Sunday's nearly a better card than Saturday. But anyway, look, we'll see if it plays out like that way. Um, but let's move on to Muscle Bra, if you don't mind. The uh, 132 in the card is the Bet365 Scottish Triumph Hurdle. It's uh, listed over two miles. Um, Impulsive 1 is their 15 to 8 favourite. Inca Prince 11 to 4. Calvados 5 to 1. Um, Inatendu is 7 to 1. And you can have what you like about the rest. Jane, um, your thoughts on this Impulsive 1 is short enough at the top of the market. Most likely winner. Do you have a strong view on this? Uh, I don't have a strong view. I do have a strong view that the juveniles in the UK are very weak. We saw that at Doncaster um, and we we saw that um, with Pied Piper at Cheltenham. Like, I, I would hope that we'd have three or four over here as good as Pied Piper or not far off him. But John McConnell is a pair in here to take on Nicky Henderson's top horse. I would have never thought a union rags out of a lawn room air. Kevin, come on, tell me if I'm wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah, might struggle for union would rags. Be effective. <laughs> Anthony Bromley has found one for the years and, and he's top rated and he's going to be top of the market. But Calvados has a hood on for the first time. You just take his last run out of it. He was too keen at Leopardstown. He was he was outclassed, let's be honest, behind field door. But go back to his second last run at Aintree, just behind C sessions. That form is working out fine. He's rated 121. Look, this isn't good enough to win a triumph, but it might put him in the picture for uh, a Fred Winter and see if he's going to be good enough to prevail here at Musselburgh. Lovely. Okay. And, and yourself, Tony Calvin. I mean... Yeah, I, I just in terms of the triumph and the juvenile formers, whatever it is, what it is. But who's the most likely winner of this in your view? Um, I actually think I agree with Jane. I think the, I, when I looked at this morning, I thought the five to one Calvados uh, that's knocking about was 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 very fair. It wasn't Tony? You sound surprised there. Why? Why would be such a disappointment? <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> go on because you because you and I Jane get on so well that he couldn't he struggles to agree with anybody that agrees with me do you know what I mean so like that's just the way that's I don't, way I don't tend to agree with anybody Jane about anything <laughs> okay, okay. Na- na- name a subject me. name a subject and I'm Mr Contrary uh, no uh, unfortunately I agree with Jane here um, <laughs> no I, I I think you know getting seven pounds against a, a moderate bunch there's a bit of pace in here if she settles in the first time hood then comes back to that entry run, got a very, very good chance. I'd, I'd probably have a more of a freeze chance than five. So, Cowardos, five to one, very fair bet. Okay, five to one, both in agreement. We'll move on. So, the 220, the 205, I should say, is the Bet365 Scottish Supreme Novices Hurdle. And yeah, it's just under two miles. Uh, rest to be thankful, 15 to eight at the top of the market. Since day one, nine to four, you got Kahava at 11 to two, Socialist Agenda, seven to one. Live life to the max, my mantra at nine to one, and uh, Corrigan Rock at eleven to one. And Tony, again, um, you have uh, a short enough favourite at the top of the market, but the top two really are dominating the betting here, and the rest are kind of being split down. Is it between the top two, or have you found someone oh, else? When, when I was looking, when I was waiting for the decks to come through this morning, uh, recording this midday on Friday, um, I didn't expect to have many many fancies at Musselburgh, but. Gahava at six to one with a sports book absolutely mm. just screams out to me. Uh, making a quick reappearance after the run at Cheltenham last time, but go and have a look at that race. That that horse was absolutely tanking coming in. Uh, it was a big price, 
only traded about 72 in running, but, you know, he, like he said, he went off at quite big odds. So that gives you some idea about that, how the horse was travelling into the race. Didn't really find up the Cheltenham Hill, but obviously this is a, a much tighter track. Um, okay. We should mention that they are expecting about up to 15 mil on during Saturday, so it could be on the easy side. But this, this, this that horse has got four more good and soft. I think the tighter track will really suit the more speed track. Uh, really, it was bolted up the time before. Um, yeah, again at six to one, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be in a mad rush to lay threes four to one about the horse. So Kahava for me is quite a confident choice uh, at six Lovely. to one. I'll be, yes. def- I'll be definitely back in that one. Strong shouts at uh, six to one. The two forties, the Pretense Network Group handicap hurdle three miles. And Brorson is your 11 to 4 favourite. You've got Wakul at 7 to 2, St. Son at 7 to 1, Coastal World 10s alongside Capilano Bridge, and Ratface McDougal, the wonderfully named Ratface McDougal. Um, again, it, it, right, we'll come to you on this one, um, Kevin, if you don't mind. Uh, obviously, it's, it's the pretense uh, handicap qualifier. So, you know, you can buy or beware if you like. But who have you come down on? Yeah, we love a pretense qualifier, Hugh, as we often. Um, mentioned when we deal with these races you're, you're trying to find a, a motivated winner yeah, <laughs> in yeah. that one that they obviously want to get qualified for the final but they have to be rated high enough to get into it if they do qualify and um, there's an Irish horse in here that's that's making the spin over there's a few of them but the one I like is Kieran Murphy's Coastal World um, he's a horse that that is you know quite unexposed he's only had the four runs over hurdles and I, I liked his run at Leopardstown last time he seems to be going the right way I think he's um, you know, he's unexposed over staying trips. And the fact that they're coming over here is kind of a declaration of intent. Um, the, the English handicapper has given him a seven pound higher mark than he has in Ireland. Um, mm. But he needs to go up another kind of a seven, right team, eight. isn't it? Yeah, he needs he need to be seven or eight. Eight, seven or eight pounds higher, I think, in England to get into the final. So um, basically, he want, if he wins this, he'll probably, not only will he win this race, he'll probably get, secure his ticket for the final as well. So um, I was siding with him at what I, at what I thought was a fair price. So he'll do How I will laugh. I will, how I will laugh if despite the British handicappers' best efforts to get the English horses up to par to win one or two handicaps and shell them, the Irish <laughs> wipe the floor with them, even still with his ridiculous marks of bringing down the Brits and putting up the Irish. How I will laugh, Tony Calvin. Who do yeah, you like I, this one? Sorry, I'm, I'm sure the market exists, but if it doesn't, we're going to have to get Betfair Barry onto it to, uh, to price up the, the handicap-only Presbury Cup. That that'd yes. be quite that'd be quite an that'd interesting be, market. Very interesting, yeah, yeah. With an asterisk beside it. Go on, TC. Who do you like? <laughs> um, Betfair Sportsbook have priced that rat face, uh, rat face McDougal at twelve here. I think that's I think that's. Big. I've always, I just, I've always I just wanted to laugh every that. time I hear the name. <laughs> what rat face <laughs> McDougal? Why did I say it? Just because you're saying it, like it's like you know, like yeah, it's just Ratface McDougal. You know? Who names a horse Ratface McDougal? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, right. I don't give a shit as long as it wins. Yeah, right, ten um, to one. Yeah, yeah it's twelve to one. It's coming off a good run last time at Ludlow. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of pace in here, but the horse is um, is is tactically versatile. Can lead, can be held up. Um, it's two from two at the track. Uh, I think he's coming into here on a fair mark, in form, unbeaten, like I said, in two starts at the course. I thought 12 to 1 each way was was a very good bet. So that's free, that's free from free at Musselburgh. I'm going to have far too many bets on Sunday, but yeah, if the price dictates, you've got to go with it. 
Is it yeah. possible that Kieran Murphy, a relatively small operation in Meads, could have a massive handicap double this weekend? Because I like um, Enjoy Dallin in the handicap hurdle on Saturday. He's thirty-two yeah. pounds well in on his chase mark. Just could be could be a big weekend for Kieran Murphy if uh, oh, the world and Enjoy yeah. Dallin had a winner the other day too. Yeah, very good. Um, okay, gents, then which leaves us to the last race we're going to talk about. The three fifteen is uh, the Scottish Champion Chase. Nothing to worry about. The two mile chasers. In quite one form in this uh, field. No disrespect. No disrespect. Um, sir, Sarasota Star at 11 to 4 is the top of the market. Cedar Hill at 11 to 2. You've got Sword of Fate 6 to 1. Fanzio 13 to 2 alongside Nero Rock. And it's how much you like about the rest. Uh, Tony Calvin, you're going to just talk us through this one. Yeah. Have you got a Have you got a bet in this one? Yeah. To uh, to coin a phrase from Kevin, uh, I don't think Shishkin's going to be filling his trousers at the prospect of uh, <laughs> no. uh, uh, this Scottish champion chase. Um, lucky flights again, twelve to one. I wasn't expecting anything like that. I thought it'd be eights tops. Um, Felt uh, unseated two out at uh, at Kelso last time. It was really bad blunder. Didn't give the jockey any chance. You know, that was a five-runner race, only two finish. But the handicapper, surprisingly, um, left him on the same mark of 111. So given that the previous one was was all right as well, I thought a mark of 111 on what we saw last time, or what I thought what we were going to see last time. He was, I think he was trading at 202 in running when he uh, when he hit that and uh, unshipped the rider. Uh, so I thought lucky flight down the bottom of the weights at 12 to 1. Again, it's about f- at least four points bigger than I was expecting. So... Right. Lucky fly. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have a lucky 15 by the sounds of it on the ITV yeah. races at Musselburg. <laughs> retired. You could be retired after Sunday, Musselburg, if all those come well, off. Well, fantastic. Well, or I can be I could be retired if they all get chinned, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Possibly exactly. retired. <laughs> yeah. Um brilliant stuff. Okay, that's um Leopardstown and Musselburg dealt with. Then all that remains is to get your naps of uh, the week. Uh, TC, you can kick us off here. I presume you're going for one of the aforementioned Musselburg popes, are you? I, I will be I will be back in all the ones I've mentioned. Um, that's that's the way I play it. If I, if yeah. I tip them up, I back them. But um, it's I, I suspect I'm going to have to settle for a, about half the price that he is now. But I think Kahava, if you if you can get six to one, at, if you're if you're watching this and it's still available, uh, I think anything bigger than four ones a very fair price. Kahava at Musselburg. Okay, Jane, your nap of the weekend. Please. Uh, well, in, in grade one company, I'm going three straight flights. I'm a big fan of the horse and I don't think he's um, mm. he's got the credit maybe he deserves yet, but we, he has to probably win a grade one to get that credit. And in handicaps, uh, Esky Lane is a horse that has left a few people down in the past in graded company back into handicaps. He's been quite good this season. He's got 11-11 on his back but in the 410 on sunday escalane and handicap uh, okay if he, if i gave you a tenner free bet would you, and you have to choose between three stripe life and escalane and the handicap oh well three stripe life is just too short in such a competitive grade one okay so I, I so escalane good stuff and um, i am going to go for well you know what i'm going to go for Treble. it's yeah galloping the shop shackle honeysuckle absolute good things have what you like good luck see you next time <laughs> eating the pudding kev what are you going to do would you get evens for the three of them uh, I oh, would, yeah, yeah, I yeah. would, yeah. So four to one on, two to one on, and five to six. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know where oh, yeah. you're, you're yeah. looking. At, you're looking at about nine to four, there, aren't you? Chuck in Ireland to eat Wales as another enhancer. <laughs> there Don't you know. go. We're laughing. Kevin Blake, you're not. Uh, my nap's going to be Fury Road, win and place, Hugo. And uh, and, and just to just 
<laughs> I looked up there one. Where in the name of God did the rat, did Ratface McDougal come from? I've got a beer in America called Ratface McDougal, but I've got a fly, as in for fly fishing, called the Ratface McDougal. Ooh. So I reckon that might be our leading candidate. <laughs> it's it's, it's oh what God. you called his last girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a short relationship, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, good luck on ITV. TC, enjoy the race on the weekend. Jane Mangan on RT as well. Thank you so much for your company. Please gamble responsibly. We're back on Monday with Wade In. It's a bumper Wade In. We've got a load of races to talk about and hopefully loads of brilliant performances as well to salivate over. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you Monday.